0: And that is the sound of the bell for round number three, fight number four, Pacific Coast Boxing. Here we go, folks. Punches and bunches, shoe shines in the corner, hot sauce to the ribs, ganchos aligado. though. When in doubt, stick it out, duro, duro, duro. Pacific Coast Boxing, Alfonso Ruiz here, of course, with my partner, Rick Prado. Rick, what's up, man?
1: Hey, man, how's it going? You know, just uh, excited about the fights this past weekend.
0: Yeah, I know, I know. And I'll tell you what, um we better hold that excitement yeah. for the fights this past weekend because it's going to be a little bit, Rick, I think, until we see maybe what we would consider a major fight between two uh, fight fighters yeah. at, at a competitive level. You know what I'm saying?
1: You know, one of those 50-50, 60-40 fights, it's going to be a little bit.
0: Yeah, and if nothing else, although I know we're, we're talking about the Lenaris and Haney fight that we j- just saw this weekend, mm-hmm. even though Haney was you know, lopsided as far as uh, Vegas was concerned, yeah. Right. On paper, anyways, to those of us that are fight fans, we felt that it had the opportunity to be a little bit more competitive, which it was, by the yeah. way. And I know we're going to talk about it in this next segment. But man, looking out at the schedule for the next couple of months, Rick, mm-hmm. um, doesn't look so good as far as those kind of fights.
1: No, yeah, we're we're not going to get those fifty-fifty, sixty-forty fights. You know, it's going to be, you know, the uh, a headliner. And, uh, you know, mid Carter.
0: Yeah, you're exactly right. I mean, you know, okay, so there's the Nakatani and Lomachenko, right? Mm-hmm. And you could say, well, you know, so we're getting big names, right? Yeah. But not necessarily big name against big name, right? Mm-hmm. It's big name against, it's either a tune-up fight or it's a big name against, like, again... Um, I think it's great, right? Don't get me wrong. We're we're big time fight fans, right? Yeah. But and I know we're going to talk about it in the couple segments. But I mean, you know, Shakur Stevenson fighting Jeremiah, you know, Nakatila, right? Yeah. In yeah. a way, against you know Das Marinas, okay? Tefimo Lopez, of course, who we love against George Cambosos, right? Yeah. We know who's going to win those fights. Yeah, these are okay? the
1: fights the to set up the next fight.
0: That's exactly right. That's exactly right. And think I was telling you about it. So. Um really looking out, right? I think we both agreed. Even the um even the July seventeenth fight with uh Jermal Charlo against Brian Castano, uh-huh. right? I don't think Castano's got a shot. No, no. Right? I don't. You know, Gilberto Ramirez against Sullivan Barrera. Barrera's washed up. Yeah. Right? He's a gatekeeper at best. Gilberto Ramirez, surdo. I don't know, man. So really it's not until July twenty fourth, right? Mm-hmm. And now we're not telling boxing fans that hey you guys can go on a hiatus. Yeah. Right? For eight weeks. I'm just saying, right, that it's really not until the twenty fourth where we get Fury and Wilder, right?
1: Yeah, you know, and, and that'll be a big fight. You know, that's that's something we're looking forward to. But yeah, yeah, you've got big name versus big name. Um but I still think Fury will probably be a huge um um He's a favorite. Favorite he, Yeah,
0: he, he's already favored in that fight for sure. Yeah. But, yeah, I mean, and don't get me wrong, right? We got some, got some good fights, and we'll talk, mm-hmm. we'll talk about that. I know you're going to cover what some of the fights that are coming up this weekend and the weekend after that. Anyways, here's what's going on, folks. We're going to break down and talk about the Lenaris and Haney fight because it was, it was as we said, Rick, right? Even though Haney won the fight, we covered it last week. We both took Haney, but we said, you know what? We're not convinced that yeah. it should be that, much, that lopsided. For um, in his favor. And, you know, the right guy won, but uh, Lenaris proved this correct, yep. right? Stunned him. Um, old school, this goes 15 rounds, who knows, right? Mm-hmm. Um, so we got boxing news. I know we got a lot of stuff going on. Um, with, of course, you got the Paul and uh, Mayweather fight coming up this weekend. Uh, and
1: the other Paul just announced his other fight. You yes, into
0: that. yes, another UFC fighter, so that's pretty interesting. But before we move forward, let, we are in round number three, like I said, mm-hmm. right? So as we do every week, let's talk about what is one of the most memorable fights for us that took place, th- that ended in round three, and it was a pretty easy one. This was in uh 2006 on uh, November 18th this was fight number 3 the trilogy between Manny Pacquiao and Eric Morales Rick that of course ended with Manny Pacquiao uh KOing him in round yeah. number 3
1: Yeah you know th- this is probably um you know the beginning of the end of um Eric Morales um yeah. after this you know this is in <laughs> this was the third loss of four straight losses for yeah. um for Morales Yeah uh you know he kept fighting you know for you know six more years and you know ended his career with uh, a knockout loss to Danny Garcia
0: I was going to say right don't forget right that yeah he his career ended with two fights against Danny Garcia okay. because he put a pretty good showing yeah in in the fight before that right uh, he lost he still lost a unanimous decision but right um, he rung Garcia's bell a couple times. They fought that at 140, and Morales has no business fighting at 140, Damn. right? So that earned him the rematch, and then he got completely—he got KO'd in round number four, oh. right? Um, that So that really was his last hurrah, right? Hey, he, listen, he beat Pablo Cesar Cano, the guy who knocked out— Jorge um Linares. Jorge Linares yeah. right in 2011 so you're right that was it and i think by the time he fought pacquiao in fight in this third fight rick he already was not the same morales no right no. yeah he was not the same um he beat him the first fight and and we were talking about earlier right so he beat him the first, he beat pacquiao um at 130 right yeah. um and all fights all the all their fights were at 130 um in um march of 2019 right and then yeah. they fought again um it took them 2 years they so it was in the span of 2 years
1: yeah no it, it right? was kind of weird cuz he took that fight against uh, Zahir Rahim yeah and uh i remember seeing that one and uh, it was a fight that uh he, he was heavily favored in and he yeah. lost a decision in that one
0: we were there rick yeah i was uh that was uh we were there for that fight at the Staples center yeah weren't you there didn't you say you were there for that fight no not that fight Okay. Yeah. yeah. I was there. I was there for that fight because that was, um, essentially supposed to be, a, they were both, they both fought on the same card. Mm-hmm. Uh, Pacquiao fought on that same card. Um, and that was supposed to be a setup fight for both of them. Right. Kind of yeah. a tune up. Um, and of course, yeah, or uh, not Bareda, but, uh, Morales ended up losing. Right. Yeah. And, um, yeah. In fact, it was a horrible fight, <laughs> you know? Yeah. Yeah, that was pretty interesting. It was interesting, by the way, because it brings up memories, because it was a lot of, of course, right, a lot of Filipino um, uh, fans were at that, right? Uh-huh. And honestly, everyone was cheering for their fighter. In other words, the Filipino fans wanted Eric Morales to win yeah. because they knew what it was setting up, right? And same with us, right? We were there, and we wanted uh, a Manny Pacquiao to win. Um, Brian Valorio fought that night, the Hawaiian Punch. Remember? Okay. And then our guy, uh, uh, Vannis Martyr Sarayan, fought that as well.
1: Yeah.
0: Wow. Yeah. It was only a- Pretty uh, good card. Yeah, I know. Some pretty decent fighters. But yeah, they got Brian Valoria. But anyways, there you go, Rick. That's our round number three. What a fight. I'm sure people remember that fight. All right, so here's what's going to happen, Rick. Here's another thing that we got to finish. Popular demand. We've been getting a lot of emails, Mm -hmm. a lot of people um, asking about what happened to our welterweight tournament. Right. So we're going to pick that up and we're going to break down in our, um, you know, our our mock tournament, Mm -hmm. the two and seven, which is Terrence Bud Crawford against Virgil Ortiz Jr., man. Oh, wow. So we're going to break that fight down today. Uh, But coming up next, let's get into the Haney, Lenares fight and everything else that comes after and where those guys go from here. Pacific Coast Boxing, we'll be right back. If it goes boxing, Alfonso Ruiz and Rick Prado are back. And, yeah, I mean, uh, before we get into the Linares-Haney fight, the funny thing about all that thing with, uh, you know, Eric Morales um, is that, you know, he was going to fight Pacquiao anyways, right? Mm -hmm. And you got to feel for a guy like Zahir Rahim who, you know, pulled off the upset, right? Tough fighter from Philadelphia, right? And so it's almost like why would they even fight? Yeah. Right. Um, but here's the good news, right? Good bad news is that uh, they did give Raheem um, an opportunity to fight for a championship the mm-hmm. in his following following year in his following fight, but yeah. he lost to uh, Acelino Fritas. Yeah, was who, the WBO who, lightweight champion. Who
1: at the was another time. guy, you know, from uh, Brazil. You know, yeah, that's he- right. Heavily touted. And that's exactly probably right. the only boxer I can remember from Brazil.
0: <laughs> I liked them, by the yeah. way. That's a guy, by the way, that fought with a lot of passion, you know, mm-hmm. and Rich Wright. You don't, you don't, uh, there's a couple of other Bra- Brazilian fighters, right?
1: Well, I know there had to have been, but that's the only one I can remember.
0: <laughs> yeah, you shouldn't have said that. Now I'm going to be thinking about it. Uh, <laughs> yeah, because he only lost, you know, he lost to Diego Corrales and uh-huh. then he lost to Juan Diaz later in his career. But Celino uh, Fritas was the, he was the real deal. He was man. the guy, yeah. Yeah, he was, he was really damn good. Yeah, I mean it was I loved watching him fight. Mm-hmm. So so they at least give Raheem an opportunity to fight for a championship. Yeah. Right. He kinda ruined their plans. But all right, Rick. So let's talk about the Haney linares mm-hmm. fight, right? So um I would say again, it went as as scripted or as we thought, right? Yeah. The younger not only younger, but he looked a lot bigger than him. Mm-hmm. Right. I'm talking about Devin Haney, looked a lot bigger than uh Jorge Linares. So the younger, stronger bigger fighter dominated right on the onset, right? Yeah. Quicker jab, faster puncher, everything.
1: Yeah.
0: Right. So that kind of went scripted. The crafty Lenaris in this case, right, and I and I called it early on, although it took the announcer six rounds to figure it out. Remember what I told you? I said it's a matter of time before Linares starts to time him. Yeah, right. The problem is, is that it took him too long. Yeah, right yeah. to time him and finally land that left and finally throw that right hand. Kind of the same thing that Linares did against Lomachenko when he dropped them late in the fight. Right? I think a younger uh, Linares probably gives him more fits, but that is what it is. He's fighting the mm-hmm. you know the 35 year old version of Linares. So I think that Haney did what he what he had to do. I also think Rick and I said we said this before. I give uh, Haney a lot of credit for even fighting Lenares.
1: Yeah, you know there was, uh, you know, a lot of people avoided Lenares. You know, he he has that strong punch. You know, he's a he's a fast fighter. Yeah. Uh, you know, very technically sound, but uh, yeah, he did he did start uh, very late. Yeah. Um, you know, gave up too many early rounds, and then, you know, towards the end, I did think the fight was. Um, I think the judges had the fight, you know, pretty close the zone yeah. announcers yeah. didn't have the fight close at all. They gave you, yeah. you know, Haney one or two rounds. Yeah. Um but uh, it was pretty cool. I don't know if you saw like on Instagram uh Haney going to Lenar's uh Locker room, and they talked about the fight. Yeah, you know, Lenares was actually giving him pointers on, you know, yeah, um, you know, how he did. And he did, you know, Haney asked him, you know, hey, how was my power compared to some of the other fighters? Yeah, um, because I think that's the concern after this fight. Yeah, is does Haney have power if he's not able to take out Lenares, who a lot of people have taken out? but, yeah, you know, Linares was telling him, you know, that uh, Haney would do a lot of one jab, but he, yeah. he'd like to see him do two or three jabs yeah. and yeah. work off of that.
0: That's interesting. It's interesting, by the way, and, and, and that's good, right? Yeah. I mean, that's what the sport's about because after the fight, right, it seemed to me like Devin Haney, right, mm-hmm. kind of wanted to, you know, cross the aisle, shake hands, hey, and Linares didn't want to have anything to do with it, it seemed yeah. like, right? And you heard, right, right after the fight, Devin Haney saying, like, bro, I won every round. Right. Mm -hmm. And I get it. Maybe that was just the competitive juices right after the fight. Right. Yeah. Linares not happy feeling that he did better. But I felt like because I like Devin Haney, by the way. Mm -hmm. Right. I do. I I think I I, you know, like what he's about. Well spoken. He's good for boxing. And the fact that he took this fight again. um, You know, Ryan Garcia didn't take it. Yeah. Could say for whatever reason, but he didn't take the fight. No, he didn't. So I'm glad to hear that they kind of made amends afterwards because we've spent quite a bit of time talking to Jorge Linares, right? Yeah. Sitting down with him um, at the hotel there uh, at the Pechanga. Good dude. Yeah. Right?
1: No, yeah, good dude. You know, it, it was good to see that his, his his chin held up in this fight.
0: It's interesting because we talked about yeah. that, like, his chin gets questioned, but yeah. it's not like he gets knocked out yeah. every fight. And the fights that he's gotten knocked out, to his credit, there's always been some, you know— um, some reason, right? Mm-hmm. Some factor that that contributed to that. Either he was fighting above his weight, or he was fighting, and it was you know a shortened training camp, right? Yeah. So it's not like this guy, you know, just with the cuts. Same thing. Yeah. Oh, a matter of time before he cuts. Okay, how many times has he cut? Right. Yeah. It's the same thing like Gabriel Rosado. <laughs> he cuts. Gabriel Rosado hasn't cut in two years, yeah. right? But that's all we remember. So. I think that, um, again, I think it doesn't matter, right? Uh, Linares is who he is. This was probably his last hurrah, by the way, Rick, Linares, as far as an opportunity yeah, you know, at this level.
1: Yeah, you know, I, th- I think he gets, you know, maybe a couple of name fighters, but another shot at the title? You know, probably not.
0: Yeah, that would be that would be hard. That's, yeah. That would be hard to see at this point, especially given what, uh, you know, how he did against Devin Haney, because— mm-hmm. You know, you'd have to think that, you know, just imagine if he fights a guy like Teofimo Lopez, right? Teofimo Lopez probably has a mouth.
1: No, yeah. Right? uh, You know, yeah, without question.
0: Right. Now, the other lightweights, however, that's the only thing, right? Mm -hmm. So now, you hate to say it, you know, for for such a grand fighter like Linares, former two-time champion, is that he now becomes, you know, the real gatekeeper. Yeah. Right? But I don't know how many more fights he has left in him at his age. Because here's the thing. Um, Ryan Garcia, of course, who, oh, by the way, right, is in in kind of out hibernating because of his mental health issues mm-hmm. and anxiety and stress. But somehow he has the time to chime in and say, yeah, I was a good fight, but I would have knocked out Haney.
1: Yeah. Yeah. And what's that's about? What's
0: that about, Rick?
1: Yeah, no, it uh, you know, it's easy to say from 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 home, you know, but, uh, you know, he could have he could have had the Haney fight. Yeah, you know that's he right. could have fought Haney. He could have fought Linares. Right, chose not to fight either, and then you know um, was in the Fortuna fight. Then is out of the Fortuna fight. So, um, you know, I think it's time. You know that that's the fight that probably happens sooner rather than later. Ryan Garcia, Jorge Linares, especially if Haney's gonna yeah. fight Yeah. Uh,
0: Yeah, yeah, exactly. And I don't know, by the way, and we'll get to that as far as what Haney does. It just, it bothers me a bit. I told you, I think it was last week, the week before last week, I'm trying to give Ryan Garcia the benefit of the doubt, right? Mm -hmm. Because, you know, mental health issues are real. They're just as real as as a physical ailment. I get it, right? But if you're going to say that and say that, look, I'm not fighting for tuna, then don't come out, Rick, right, while you're in this space of trying to recover because of mental health, yeah. and then come out and say, you know, Oh, by the way, I would have knocked this guy out. And let me give my opinion. Is that good for your mental health yeah, to be no. engaging in a war of words as you're trying to, you know, get get all of your ducks in a row?
1: Yeah, no, it's a bad look. And, uh, you know, they're, they're, him and Lennars are both uh, golden boy fighters. So, you know, he's basically saying, you know, Lennars isn't worth anything.
0: Right. And because who knows? I mean, we saw Luke Campbell catch him. Yeah. Right. Chances are Linares probably can. And Luke Campbell, of mm-hmm. course, was beaten by Linares. Right. Yeah. Um, I don't want to say soundly, but Linares dominated the early part of the fight and mm-hmm. then Campbell came back towards the end. But still, Linares beat him yeah. So a few years ago, but still. Right. So, yeah, I, I think that, you know, Ryan Garcia at this point, he probably should continue to focus on his mental health issues mm-hmm. and not surface when it's convenient to him. Yeah. Otherwise, what's the point? You know, we love Ryan Garcia, by the way. I'd love to see him come out. Hopefully he is okay. I, I just, you know, it's a double-edged sword, mm-hmm. Rick, when you say, hey, look, I'm having mental health issues. Okay, you're having mental health issues, right? Then go ahead and take care of them. Yeah. Then stay out of the limelight for a while, right? Go ahead and do what you got to do. You can't be on either side because if you're going to jump on this side, right, then yeah. knuckleheads like me get to criticize you.
1: Yeah. Yeah, it just know. it
0: just is what it is. Otherwise, stay where you're at, and I have no opinion, and I have no take on you. But as soon as you get on this side, then you know what, Ryan Garcia, then why didn't you fight Haney, like you said, Rick? Why didn't you fight Linares? Yeah. Why didn't you fight Fortuna? Maybe it's something other than mental health. That's all it does. It, it calls that into question. Mm-hmm. So all right, um, so Devin Haney. So where does he go from here? Like you already alluded to, you know, they're talking about he wants Teofimo. Uh-huh. Um Do they make that fight?
1: Uh, I think so. You know, I think, um, you know, they're saying that uh, Devin Haney has the real, you know, WBC uh, title. Yeah. You know, and, yeah. uh, you know, if that uh, if Teofimo wants to be, you know, undisputed and win all the belts that he has to go through Haney. Um, yeah. You know, I still have my doubts that, that uh, that's the fight really Haney wants because um, Teofimo's going to, you know, hit a lot harder than Lennar's. And he's a lot younger. Yeah. You know, he's not going to have the advantages like he did. Over um, is like, uh, you know, the youth aspect of it, you know, yeah. the um, the athleticism. Yeah, you know, it's no, gonna, he's not. You know, Teofimo's, you know, going to be there and he's going to hit him hard. No,
0: absolutely. You would yeah. think that, you know, let's just say that the script is the same yeah. and Devin Haney is able to dominate with his jab early on. It's not going to take Teofimo Lopez six, seven rounds. No. Right, to start figuring out the timing and start... Um, tagging uh Haney he probably gets going oh I don't know at the end of round one yeah (laughs) okay as early as round two and it's a much different fight and that's the thing you know Haney did say hey this is this is boxing this is fighting you're gonna get hit well no not only did he get hit he got hit and he got hurt Rick. yeah I'm gonna tell you something late in those rounds right late in that fight yeah I mean he was ready to go
1: yeah you know you don't walk back to the dugout or to the corner (laughs) like that you know same thing right yeah you know Looking the way he did, you know, and he Mm -hmm. came out after. I wasn't hurt. No, he he, he was hurt.
0: No, he was hurt. He was stumbling back there. And then the next round, he's clutching. He's holding. He still hadn't recovered. Um, Linares, right, could not sustain that energy and that level of pressure to be able to do anything more. But Tefumo does. In fact, Tifumo takes him out. Yeah. I'd have to say, right, and and I love both fighters. I really do. I love Haney's fighting Mm -hmm. spirit. I love his skill set. But I'd have to say... Teofimo Lopez is favored big time in that fight.
1: Yeah, yeah, and it, it, and Haney's saying all the right things, that he wants that fight, wants that yeah. fight. I don't know if he really wants that fight.
0: See, that's the thing, right, Rick? But I think that I'm going to take him at face value yeah. because that's all I can. That's all I know, right? Yeah. I, I I can't judge the guy's heart, right? I'm not God. I can only judge on what I observe him saying. Yeah. I think he really does want to fight Teofimo Lopez. Yeah. And I, you know what? Bless him for, for wanting that, Rick. Yeah. Because we don't get that again. As I love, you know, the Charlo brothers, the you know all these guys, right? Ooh. And they're not fighting the be- Crawford. Forget about the Charlo brothers, um, Crawford. Yeah, because the Charlo brothers are kind of controlled by PVC. But all these guys, so I I think he means it, Rick. I really yeah. do. I really do think he means it. I think he would have fought in Ryan Garcia. No, he,
1: yeah, I definitely think he he um, he would have fought Ryan Garcia. I I, I think uh, especially after Ryan Garcia's last fight. You know, um probably just the same as this fight. You know, he saw Ryan Garcia get hurt. Yeah. Thinks there's some openings, and I think a lot of people are gonna see Devin Haney and say, Yeah, he got hurt, yeah, and there's some openings. That's you know. the
0: thing. And I'll tell you what, Rick, I mean, who do you favor? Haney and Ryan Garcia. Right? I, I'm gonna get. I'm gonna tell you right now, I give the slight edge to Devin Haney.
1: Yeah, it, I might take Ryan Garcia only because Devin Haney got hit a lot by yeah. um um uh, by Lenares. And he got hit by a lot of left hooks. Yeah. He gets hit with um, yeah. Ryan Garcia's left hooks. You know, that could be it.
0: It could be. But yeah. Devin Haney, right, pressures uh-huh. with that kind of like that half speed, half power jab. Yeah. Right? Tefumo Lopez has a power jab, uh-huh. right? It's not even a regular jab. That that left jab is almost like a, a regular right cross, right? Yeah. It's like a two. It's not really a one. So I don't know, man. Like, honestly, that'd be a competitive fight, but mm-hmm. I believe him. I believe that Haney really does want to, yeah. want you know, dare to be great, right, and, um, and fight Teofimo. I just don't know if it happens, but you look at the, at the lightweight division, who else is there? Javante Davis is fighting at 140. Yeah. He holds, you know, a garbage uh, belt on the WBA, right? Yeah. Yvonne Mendy, I mean, come on, right? And then you've got Lomachenko. Right, mm-hmm. who is fighting in a couple of weeks against Nakatani? Right, so I don't know. Right, maybe those guys have to figure out how to way to match up. But yeah, yeah, I would love to see Haney and Tiofimo.
1: Yeah, no, no, that would that would be. Uh,
0: I just don't see it happening yeah. as their next fight, Rick. I don't.
1: Yeah, with the uh, you know you've got ESPN, you've got uh, you know Matchroom, so uh, not that it couldn't be done. It's not yeah. like one of them's PBC, but uh, right, you know, I would love for it to happen, uh, but. You know, who, who knows? Teofimo kind of ha- holds all the cards. It's kind of after his fight, you know, who does he want to fight next? Yeah,
0: I think he, I, right, I think he knocks out Cambosos, yeah. right? I, yeah. think, I think he takes care of him. Then, right, if they could turn that into some mega fight against Devin Haney, mm-hmm. that's what I'm saying, right? I'm going to give Devin Haney a lot of credit. And if he wants and really pushes his promoter and managers mm-hmm. to get that fight, regardless of what happens, yeah. his stock, as far as I'm concerned, Rick, just went way up. Yeah. Because he's not afraid to really take on, it's not all hot air. By the way, you had mentioned, and I and I forgot this a couple weeks ago, um, our friend, Francisco El Bandido Vargas, yeah. they got him ranked number six, number six at, at 135. And, and
1: I haven't seen him fight in three years. Didn't you say he was fighting here? Yeah, he's coming up uh, here right? soon. Um, I'll, I'll get you who he's fighting. Yeah, you mentioned it a couple yeah. weeks ago,
0: and it didn't hit me, Rick, until the podcast was done. I said, wait a minute. Rick said Francisco Vargas. Yeah, no. That's no. el bandido. El
1: bandido. right? right? Here, he's fight, fighting Isaac Cruz Gonzalez. Yeah. In the lightweight division. Right. Which is probably not a good division for him because no. uh he was uh he was getting hurt at the lighter weights.
0: Right, right, right. And yeah, and he doesn't he didn't look good. I mean, his heyday yeah. was back when he was fighting um really at 130, right?
1: Yeah. I- Isaac Cruz is is ranked number 3 in the WBA. Yeah. And number 2 in the IBF. Yeah. So you know this is going to be a you know a tough fight. You know somehow, in the lightweight division, even though he hasn't fought there, Francisco Vargas is ranked sixth.
0: Yeah, yeah, go figure. Yeah. The, the WBC, right? All right, folks, that's the Haney Linares fight broken down. Good fight again, Rick. Like we mm-hmm. said, right? Yes, Haney won. I'm okay with the judging, Rick. You know, yeah. I mean, if you look at that fight, it certainly wasn't seven five. Wow. Yeah. For Haney, right? It had to be at least 8-4. Uh-huh. Okay? No, it was not a shutout. I got at least two rounds to Linares. I could see three. Yeah. Okay, but you start to say 7-5, you're pushing it, which that 115-113 yeah. yeah. was like, okay, I don't know, right, mm-hmm. if it was 7-5. But 9-3, right, 8-4, yeah. I'm okay with that. Yeah. That's pretty much how the fight should have gone. All right, we'll be right back. We got a lot of boxing news to cover. Um, Big fights or some fights coming up. I shouldn't say big fights. Um, And then we'll get to the welterweight uh, tournament. We'll be right back, folks. Pacific Coast Boxing. Pacific Coast boxing round three a fight number four I would be remiss Rick by the way the website pretty much all but done just Ooh. got a, a few things to tweak but you guys are out there um, go out there and check it out Pacificosboxing.com like it's pretty much just needs a couple things that we're yeah. tweaking and then and then it's a done deal so it's pretty good oh that's good yeah yeah I'll, in fact I think I may have them on updog um, out of Grand Terrace uh, yeah. set us up they did a really good job man okay so yeah pretty good stuff but we got boxing news, Rick. What's some good stuff that's going on?
1: Yeah. Um, so, just uh, recapping uh, last weekend, the biggest fight was the Haney Lenares. Yes. But the best performance was probably Nonito Donaire. Oh, yes. His fourth round knockout over uh, Nordin Ubali. Yes. You know, but it was just good to see. You know, great guy. You know, um, I think he's yeah. 35 now, you know, and uh, 38. 38? Yeah, 38 years oh, old. Oh, wow. Yeah. Yeah. So, you know, even then, you know, win, uh, winning yeah. another world title.
0: Yeah, I think he's the oldest. I think he's the oldest to win a fight at that weight division. Mm -hmm. What makes it incredible, Rick, is that at that weight division, right, reflexes, speed, right, that is more important, right, As uh, than than any other weight division, right? Because when you go up, obviously, George Foreman winning the championship at age 45, right, it's as much about, you know. Resiliency, the, big, the mm-hmm. taking punches, and then eventually you land your thudding right hand against Michael Moore, and you're yeah. a champion. But at that weight division, where Nonito De- Donaire is, it's still about movement, reflex, mm-hmm. speed, timing, all that stuff. And for him to be able to pull it off at 38,
1: yeah, it's no. amazing, man. It, no, it's awesome. And even after the fight, you know, he he wants his rematch with uh, Inoue.
0: Of course, yeah. and, and you know what? They they need the fight of the year at the end of 2019. Yeah, incredible fight. You know, it's funny. You know, I I, I missed the live fight of that, mm-hmm. but I watched the replay at uh, at UCLA. There was some softball camp going on.
1: Yeah. Oh wow!
0: Just a side note. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. No, but man, what a fight! I love that guy. I yeah. love Donita Donaire. No, man. yeah,
1: great guy. Uh, you know, great story. Um, also, this weekend, you know, uh, speaking of uh, comeback performances, yeah, you know, I my lock of the week, yes. Jason Quigley, yes, over uh, Sugar Shane Mosley yeah. Jr. Yeah, yeah. Um, you know, when I made that pick, you know, it, it Shane <laughs> Mosley Jr. has been more, more kind of model than boxer, yeah. bigger name, yeah, bigger obviously. name. You know, but I actually had a pretty good fight. You yeah. know, I, I watched the yeah. fight and it was close fight and yeah. You know, when they went to the scorecards, I wasn't uh, yeah. sure that the lock was going to come in.
0: It was an interesting fight, right? And I'm glad that they made it. That's one of those competitive fights Mm -hmm. that we talk about, right? Like, by the way, and that easily could be a main event on a Wednesday, Thursday, whatever, Friday night. I don't care.
1: At the Fantasy Springs.
0: Yeah, at the Fantasy Springs because both guys, I chuckled last week, and I want to make it clear. I wasn't laughing that you picked Jason Quigley because of Jason Quigley because he's a quality fighter. Yeah. Good guy, good fighter, right? I was just chuckling that, you know, there wasn't enough fights for you to have to have chosen that <laughs> one that as one, your lock yeah. of the week. But Jason Quigley's no joke. Yeah, um, I'm not convinced. I told you before that uh, Shane Mosley Jr. is, you know, his heart is really in the fight game, mm-hmm. right? I think physically he's in the ring. I think his heart is outside yeah, somewhere else. But it happens to be what he's able, what he does right now, you know? That being said, um, I'm glad that Golden Boy put it together. Mm-hmm. Very competitive, very entertaining fight. I think the right guy won, yeah. right. And more importantly, your lock of the week. You know, your your integrity, your credibility
1: is it's back. Yeah, yeah. It's yeah. Just, it's
0: just, it's established. You know, yeah. yeah, yeah. Because even with the fights you've missed, right? If this was, uh, you know, softball, baseball, uh-huh. you're still at a what? You know, yeah, probably nine hundred uh, clip. I'm, yeah, uh,
1: yeah, hitting about uh, nine sixty. Yeah, nine sixty. Yeah. yeah, that doesn't mean uh, you'd be in the starting lineup, by the way. <laughs> yeah, no, doesn't mean that. Um, <laughs> but yeah, that's neither here nor there. Yeah, that's but, another uh, discussion. Yeah. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so this weekend um, we've got a few fights coming up. Uh, Daniel Dubois. Yeah. Uh, on Friday, uh, he's fighting for the WBA interim heavyweight title, and yeah. this will be on uh, ESPN Plus. Yeah. Uh, not not. A couple known heavyweights, yeah. but you know it uh if there's nothing else on on Friday,
0: yeah, yeah, i mean he's uh he's one of your favorite one of your u k guys right, yeah, overseas, so I mean, I think, and it's always fun watching the heavyweights that's a Friday night, Friday night, and who's he
1: fighting you said uh, he's fighting, where's the name uh bogdan dinu, yeah, yeah, so that that lets you know, yeah, not, about not that ranked fight. at all, and that's yeah.
0: like we said right again we're going to watch it cuz we're fight fans but mm-hmm. from this point all the way through um until we get to Fury Wilder it's a lot of A listers yeah against B guys yeah even C guys maybe even D guys that's yeah. what we're getting
1: yeah that's just kind kind of how it is which is
0: fine but but it's not fine right so in those fights right we're going to have to pick out what are the competitive undercards
1: yeah you know and 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 have the fans you know watch those yep um also, this weekend, you know, the Floyd Mayweather, Logan Paul, yeah, um, you know, eight rounds, spe- special exhibition, you know, all kinds of hype, you know, press conferences where there's fights breaking out, yeah, uh, you know, Floyd Mayweather saying, you know, this fight's not, this fight's not going to go the distance, yeah. Uh, the only thing that kind of makes this fight a little bit uh, interesting is that Logan Paul, you know, he gets to come in at probably about thirty pounds heavier than Mayweather.
0: Yeah, I mean, you know yeah. I don't like to talk about these fights, yeah. but, but okay, fine. I will because it is yeah. what it is, okay? I don't consider it a real boxing match, no. right? Just for the fact that what you just said, right? Yeah. You're never going to have somebody 30 pounds overweight fighting. It's a true exhibition. Yeah. These guys are all about the money, Rick. It's 100% about the money. Yeah. Okay, and that's why they're staging it. The brother, um, who's the brother's name? Is it Luke Paul? Uh, Jake Paul. Jake Paul. Yes, I don't even know these guys and I don't want to know their first names. But here's the thing. Jake Paul, however, I told you, marketing genius, makes uh-huh. a very salient point. He says, you know, the pay-per-view, it may draw millions, but you know why it's drawing millions? Not because of Mayweather. Yeah. It's drawing millions because of the Paul name. Yeah. Because of what they've done and the buzz that they've created. And they're and they're right. Uh-huh. Because otherwise, who's going to watch Mayweather? Remember he fought that guy in Japan in some ridiculous Exhibition.
1: And yeah, no, and nobody watched that.
0: Nobody watches yeah. it because we're not interested. Mayweather is not an exciting fighter even when he's doing real actual boxing mm-hmm. matches. The reason why we watch Mayweather, and by the way, we love Mayweather, right? Yeah. Amazing boxer, right? The defense, the 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 just the skill set that he has is second to none. He is still at a point where he should be fighting regular fighters. Yeah. Okay, there's no reason for him to be pulling these, you know, these money grabs against these YouTubers. It's absolutely ridiculous. Yeah, no. And then there's actually, you know, um articles about what if Paul wins. How mm. devastating would that be? He has no shot. He's not going to win. He has zero yeah. shot, Rick, okay? Mayweather, he will be Paul will be punching where Mayweather was 40 seconds ago. Uh-huh. Okay? That's how outclassed he's going to be. Yeah. It, it it's going to be ridiculous. He's going to stick and move, he's going to stick and move, he's going to it's it's yeah, so, and you got Chad Johnson, another joke that's fighting, right?
1: Yeah, Chad Johnson, Brian Maxwell. Um, you do have Badu Jack, and the, they had to uh, replace the opponent who's uh, Jean Pascal. Yeah. Because he tested positive for uh, three banned substances. Yeah. Um, so the new opponent is uh, Dervin Colina, who has an impressive record, but I've never heard of him. Yeah. He's 15 and 0 with 13 knockouts. Yeah. And that's going to be the co feature but also on this card mm-hmm. you know Jared Hurd yeah and Luis Arias well
0: oh, that's on the same card yeah yeah and that's unfortunate by the way because you know Jared Hurd's my guy uh-huh. and I love Jared Hurd right he should have been fighting Charlo they both kind of had uh you know they both got sidetracked with some unfortunate losses but that's the real fight that's the fight I want to see I want to yeah. see how Jared Hurd is doing
1: yeah no no and I and, love that guy and I think uh you know I think he's going to be just fine because that's going to be my lock of the week. <laughs> I, I don't think uh, yeah, Luis Arias there is, is going to yeah, he's going uh, to be more than fine now. Yeah, yeah, more than fine right now. Yeah.
0: Um, yeah, Jared Swift Heard. I mean, he lost to Julian Williams, right, mm-hmm. in 2019. And by the way, and I loved the way Jared Hurt fights, right? Some, yeah. You talk about, you know, Mexican-style fighting. That's Jared Hurd, foam boot style, right? He loses yeah. the Julian Williams, who of course, you know, went on to lose after he beat Hurd. Right? Yeah. Um, he lost the Charlo, um, and then he loses the Rosario. But that's the fight I want to see, Rick, and that's yeah. a good lock of the week.
1: Yeah, no, no, good, good luck of the week. Um, yeah. Also, exciting news! I know you're excited. You know, Jim Lampley, the voice of HBO, will be back calling uh, the thriller fights. So he signed a deal.
0: Yeah, it's like. I heard that, and I think to myself, what did I do wrong? Yeah. Right? What, what, what did I do wrong to deserve and to have Jim Lampley yeah. annoying, one-sided, lopsided, pick a fighter and stick with him the entire fight, yeah. the entire night? What did, I, what did I do wrong to get that guy back in the fight game, man? Yeah, no, you know? it,
1: it's uh, you know, it, it it seems like it's been a string of, you know, you just taking shots to the hit. Yeah, I know, you know that's <laughs> what I'm saying. That's
0: what I'm saying. I don't get it, man. I don't know why, right? I mean, I guess are they going to partner, you know, um bring back Larry Merchant, Roy Jones, bring back the whole yeah. crew? Well, right?
1: Well, I don't think Roy Jones is going back to Triller, so I don't think that'll happen. Uh, yeah. You know, I think uh who who was uh Roy Jones with? He was with the um we saw him at the fights. Uh, Who's it with the Dizone? Yeah, Dizone. Yeah, you thought he was, was going to replace uh, yeah. the Latin Snake, uh-huh. and he
0: turned out to just to kind of be a you know a spot yeah. color commentator as needed, almost like a Harold Letterman. Uh-huh. You know, um, like I said, Rick, I don't know Jim Lampley personally. That yeah. doesn't matter. We're talking about, and by the way, we should do uh, a segment next time about who are some of the best. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, uh, the color co- not the the color commentators. Yeah, the fighters, but also the play by play guys, the number one guys. Okay. Yeah. The guy from Showtime is one of the best, by the way. Uh-huh. Okay, Jim Lampley, I can't believe it. <laughs> you know, I was so when HBO announced uh-huh. that they weren't doing boxing anymore. Yeah. I was excited because that meant no more Jim Lampley.
1: Yeah. Are you going to just listen to the Spanish feed from now on? We'll
0: see, man. Yeah, yeah, we'll see. Because, yeah, they'll have to have, yeah, the SAP audio or something. <laughs> I'm just not a big fan of him. Yeah. And then, you know, I told you before, which you probably haven't recorded and still have it on your phone, when he was crying, uh-huh. right, with, yeah. um, with your Puerto Rican fighter. Yeah. Right? What's the guy's name? I don't know why I can't uh, uh, Miguel Cotto. Yeah, yeah, Miguel Cotto. Yeah, yeah. he's crying at Miguel Cotto's yeah. last fight.
1: I think I think we all cried at that yeah. point.
0: <laughs> when you say we all, you, yeah. you and Jim Lampley yeah. <laughs> is, 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 what, is what you're talking about, Rick. The rest of us were not crying. The yeah. rest of us were crying because of the laughter, right, yeah. of listening to Jim Lampley and the love fest with Kodo and Kodo could do no wrong. Yeah. Give me a break, man. He's one of the reasons why I loved when Margarito beat Cotto. Because yeah. I like Cotto. I was actually a Cotto <laughs> fan. But it's only because Jim Lampley was so pro-Cotto yeah. that I said, I can't wait to see this guy get beat.
1: So, you know, we'll see. You know, uh, this has got to be his first uh, Teofimo Lopez fight. You know, maybe he'll— Oh, is he, uh, is he signed? Is he going to do yeah, that fight? Yeah, he's going to do that fight. That'll be the yeah. first uh, fight out.
0: And, but who is his uh, Who is his crew?
1: Uh it it doesn't say. You know, it just yeah. says that Lampley will be yeah. part of the crew, but yeah, who knows? Yeah. You know, I I is it gonna be Lampley with Snoop Dogg? Is it gonna yeah. be Lampley with uh yeah. you know who else is gonna be there? You know, and so did, it, did, did he really did he really
0: need a gig? Like what has he been doing? We haven't even heard of him. Yeah, no, right? it's, it's, he's been like gone for a couple of years, which has been great.
1: maybe he's been training. Who knows? Right. Yeah.
0: Right. I mean, seriously, like, when you think about it, he hasn't even done any other sport. You haven't even, you haven't heard him on, you know, basketball. You haven't heard him on, and by the way, Rick, there's a reason why. You know why? Because he's not very good. (laughs) That's why, right? It's not like, you know, like Marv Albert. Marv Albert can do any sport. Marv Albert can do football. He could do basketball, right? He can Mm -hmm. do baseball, right? He's he's that talented. Not Lampley.
1: Yeah.
0: I mean, think about it. You haven't seen him show up. In any platform.
1: No. I think I think the last thing he did other than boxing was like the Olympics, right?
0: Right. Yeah. Yeah, yeah I guess. Yeah. yeah. We're going to get the whole, um, you know, the arm reach, and he's going to explain to us every time how it's measured from the armpit <laughs> to the end of the finger, right? Uh-huh. Yeah. No. Think... All right. Thanks uh, for making my night with yeah, that, Rick.
1: Yeah, no problem. Um, good news, though. Yeah. Um, in Vegas, uh, it's full capacity now. Oh, okay. So for um, nice. starting with the uh those three weekends of fights um with uh, top rank yeah. at, at the uh, Virgin Hotel.
0: Okay. That's good.
1: Yeah. So they you know finally full capacity. You the know, same they're...
0: place where uh at the horde hundred and forty fa- uh, pound unification fight that never happens where mm-hmm. we had uh seventy five fans with Mario Lopez sitting ringside. Yeah. That's the same venue, right?
1: <laughs> same venue.
0: So it'll be interesting because it'll be good to kind of see, right, how that venue plays out with the full crowd, right? Mm-hmm. Because it was, I mean, you know, it's like it it was very um it was very impactful. Yeah. Not seeing the, all the fans. So that's good. Yeah. So that's fight you're saying that's the, on on the 15th? Uh or on the 19th? Sorry, no, not the 19th. You're talking on the 12th. On the 12th, okay.
1: On the 12th. So Shakur Stevenson uh Nakathila. Okay. Yeah, starting with that one and then uh you get three weekends in a row yeah. of, of uh ESPN fights.
0: That competitive fight. Yeah, because yeah. you get uh Inouye and then you get and then Tefimo Lopez. Yeah. Right, which is on Triller, so we're not going to get Lampley until the nineteenth.
1: Yeah, not until the nineteenth, and then you have the decision. You know, do mm-hmm. do I watch the Teofimo Lopez or do I watch in a way? Yeah, you know, do I watch the Charlo fight, which yeah. is also on the nineteenth? Yeah, we
0: talked about or, that. That's everything I know.
1: Do we watch the Julio Cesar Chavez Jr. and Silva fight?
0: Right, or Jaime Munguia?
1: Or Jaime Munguia? Well. Bad news on the Jaime Mugia. Yeah. Um, so lucky pulled out again. Oh, of, of this again? fight. No kidding. So, um, you know, hopefully that card still goes on yeah. because you've got uh, Marlon Esparza going for the WBC women's yeah. flyweight title. Yep. And uh, you have uh, uh versus uh, Gabriel Rosado. So, um, yeah. that you know.
0: By the way, that Bektemir fight is going to be a very competitive fight. Yeah. He's the, by the way, he's he's showed up here locally and fought. Mm-hmm. Um, our guy, uh, Raul has uh, a sparred against that guy. Yeah. So that's going to be pretty interesting. Now that, that that whole card is good by the way. Uh, Marlon Esparza, as you mentioned, she's fighting uh Ibe Zamora. Yeah. For Zamora's flyweight title. So no, that card is loaded.
1: Yeah. So, so hopefully that it, that doesn't get canceled or pushed yeah. back. Yeah. Hopefully they find a replacement and they can keep uh Munguia on the card.
0: Yeah, and you forgot the most electrifying fighter that's on that card, yeah, Rick. The Blair Cobbs? Yeah, Blair yeah. Cobbs. Yeah. That's exactly right. I'm surprised you, with, you missed
1: him. He does with the, you know, the Ric Flair, woo! Yeah, yeah, yeah. We got to get yeah. a hold of that guy. I yeah. think
0: I think that guy will be uh, agreeable.
1: A lot, lot of energy with that guy.
0: Yeah, I love that guy, by the way. We yeah. need more characters like him.
1: Yeah, and then, um, you know, big, big news. You know, Jake Paul versus Tyrone Woodley. Yeah. You know, coming up, uh, I believe, in August. Okay. You know, so, you know, it'll be... Uh, Another UFC fighter, but this yeah. this guy can actually punch a little bit more than yeah. uh, the, his last UFC fighter that he fought.
0: Yeah, but like you said, Rick, it's not, yeah. until, not until he fights somebody. But I get it. Again, I, I hate talking about these guys, but yeah. I give him credit. He's very focused. He's in shape. He's fit, right? And you get in the ring, right, Greg? You get in the squared circle. I respect mm-hmm. anybody that does that, man. I really do and he's a marketing genius and he's making millions right yeah. but he's not fighting real fighters real no boxers no yeah don't get me wrong that guy that you mentioned fighter yes boxer no no
1: yeah so you know it'll be uh you know for some weird reason Showtime is now you know signed in with these fights so yeah uh, that that fight will be on Showtime pay-per-view.
0: Yeah, which is smart, by the yeah. way, because like I said earlier, like Paul said, Jake Paul said to, to Mayweather, the only reason that we're going to get millions on pay-per-view mm-hmm. is because of our name, yeah, because of us. It has nothing to do with the Mayweather name.
1: And and the other interesting thing was Tyrone Woodley said that uh, he's going to be doing all the MMA yeah. and boxing fans a favor by yeah. taking this guy out. And on top of that, he's going to be making his biggest payday ever.
0: Oh, no kidding. Interesting. So, you yeah, know,
1: it, it, it's it's. Uh, I think that has a lot to do with yeah. why yeah. the UFC doesn't want these guys fighting because yeah. he if he's making his biggest payday ever, yeah, and it's not even the sport that he fights in. Right.
0: That's what. Yeah. That's yeah. exactly right.
1: So, yeah, and that's it for the news.
0: And they have a right, you know, they have a right to to, you know what I mean? I mean, we talk about Rick, the um, kind of the lifespan of a fighter, mm-hmm. whether it's boxing or UFC. It's a very short tenure. Yeah. Right? It's it's not like a, you know, baseball, right, where, you know, Albert Pujols, right, signs for millions of dollars to be a, you know, a, a spot first baseman for the Dodgers and still make yeah. millions. Fighters, man, your window of opportunity is very short and is very limited. Mm-hmm. And during that time, you got to take advantage of it, man. Yeah. Because as a fighter, if you think about it, right, if you are a salesperson, the value that you add to the workforce is you're able to sell products, right? Yeah. Whatever that is. Um, if, you know, if, if you clean cars, if whatever whatever product or service, as a fighter, the value that you bring is you, right? Yeah. Your ability to fight and your ability to entertain and your ability to get people to want to watch you provide that value which your service is fighting, yeah. And so they should be able to really capitalize and make the most during that very short. It could be five years, Rick. It could be six years. Yeah. And so I think it's. But I get it, right? They they enter in into a contractual agreement with Dana White, and that's just the way it is.
1: Yeah, and uh, I think the only reason he can take this fight is he's lost his last four fights. Yeah. So now you know he's no longer under contract with the UFC, and, yeah. and he can do whatever he wants.
0: Yeah. So there you go, and I don't know how much money he made before that, but all right, here's what we got coming up next, Rick. We got the let's break down the welterweight tournament. Got to get back to that. Yeah, got to get back to that. We'll kind of reset that your stat of the week, and then we'll well, it'll be a wrap for this week. We'll be right back because if it goes boxing. Pacific goes boxing back. Um, Yeah, man, before we get into the welterweight tournament, I mean, that whole thing, you know, I mean, a fighter, your physical limitations, Rick, right? Mm -hmm. It's not, like I said, it's not like a salesman. You could be a salesman for 30 years. You could be an engineer for 30 years. You could be, right, an attorney for forever. But as a fighter, man, it's like you have to rely on your physical capabilities. And for these guys not to be able to take advantage of that because they're in contract and Dana White literally can put the kibosh on it. That yeah, That's unfortunate, man. Yeah. So, all right, Rick, uh, back by popular demand. Mm-hmm. We kind of got away from it because of all of the fights. Um, we probably need to plan that a little better because we had all these good fights and we weren't able to catch up yeah. on it. But we have our huge welterweight tournament, right? It was an eight-fighter tournament, Rick. So I'm just going to set it up again, right? So on the left hand of the bracket, we had uh, Earl Spence Jr. against Jared Boots Enos, mm-hmm. Right which we already have the winner of that, was Spence Jr. Spence Jr. is waiting to fight uh, welterweights number three and six, which is Manny Pacquiao and uh, Mikey Garcia, right? We haven't covered that one yet, which we will. On the right side of the bracket is two and seven, Bud Crawford against Virgil Ortiz Jr., And the winner of that fight fights uh, four and five, which we've already determined to be Sean Showtime Porter, Uh who beat uh, Keith uh, one-time Thurman, my guy, right? Yeah. So we're going to talk about today, right, um, two and seven, Terrence Bud Crawford against Virgil Ortiz Jr., winner gets Sean Showtime Porter in the semifinal to go to the main event. But for now, Rick, we got Jared. I'm sorry. We got Terrence Bud Crawford against Virgil Ortiz Jr. All right. So here's the interesting thing. From an experience perspective, you would think Terrence Crawford has the advantage, right? Yeah. But when we look at his resume, not a whole laundry's list, not a who's who of opponents.
1: No. And, and the guys we do know are past their prime and had already been knocked out by somebody else.
0: Right. Okay, so that's the tough thing when you're looking at a Terence uh-huh. Crawford, right? Is like we know um, that he is superiorly, uh, superior, very superior skill set as a boxer, right? Said, yeah. just beat Cal Brook. Well, he beat the Cal Brook that was, you know, ten years too late as yeah. far as beating um, a, a somebody, uh, a Cal Brook that we would have spoken better of, Amir Khan. Come on, right? Yeah. Benavidez Junior. Uh, Jeff Horn, okay? Literally, that's who he's beaten, Victor Pistol, right? No. So not a who's who, Rick, No. okay? Um, but he is 37-0, okay? On the other hand, you got Virgil Ortiz Jr., right? Yeah. Who's limited in fights more because of his age and how long he's been in the fight game, right? Yeah. So, okay, so from an experience perspective, right, you look at this fight and you say, well, geez, you know, um, you have to give the advantage to Terrence Bud Crawford, right? Ortiz is only 17-0. and 0. Of course, big win against Maurice Hooker, probably the biggest name, right, yeah. up until this point. Before that, he beat Sammy Vargas. KO'd him, by the way. Okay, yeah. so, um, oh, by the way, right, um, every fight, that Virgil Ortiz has won has ended in a knockout, in a knockout right? 17-0, yeah. 17 knockouts. That's an easy one, Rick. That's a 100% knockout ratio, yeah. okay? Even I can figure that out, right? And he's knocked out opponents, by the way, Rick, that have not been knocked out.
1: No, yeah, and I think uh, he had, a, I think, a four-fight streak where he'd fought uh, fighters who had never been knocked out, and he was able to knock them out.
0: The fight that comes to mind to me, right, is the tough fighter, uh, Mauricio um, Herrera. Yeah right who i think beat your guy Danny Garcia right in in Puerto Rico when when he went yeah. home quote unquote to fight you know back in Puerto Rico i thought Marisa Herrera beat him he completely demolished Herrera in 3 rounds yeah nobody had made Herrera look that bad Rick and when i mean nobody i mean nobody had
1: no and and, and he he had fought uh you know Danny Garcia wasn't able to knock him out uh Jose Benavides Jr was not able to yep. knock him out Pablo Cesar Cano, who, um, you know, is is really strong and, uh, you know, knocks a lot of guys out. uh, He wasn't able to do it. That's
0: exactly right. So that's what makes uh, Virgil Ortiz Jr. uh, record so impressive, although Mm -hmm. it's only 17 fights. It's the fact that he's got knockouts, but it's the fact that he's got knockouts against opponents that don't get knocked out. Yeah. Okay. Now, Terrence Bud Crawford, um, certainly, right? Nothing to um, nothing to be disappointed about either. Rick, seventy five yeah. percent knockouts, okay. Yeah. Um, and he's you know he knocked out Kal Barrook. Okay, everybody does. Um, he knocked out Amir Khan. He knocked out uh, uh, Jose Benavides Jr. in round twelve. So not exactly um, you know a an outside fighter that just wins by a la Mayweather, yeah. right? He likes to mix it up right? Extremely gifted boxer. Extremely yeah. gifted puncher, okay? Um, okay, so there you go, right? there, There's there's a little semi-tale of tape. Um, Terrence Crawford is 5'8", okay? 33 years old. Um, Virgil Ortiz Jr., 5'10", 23 years old, right? So age, youth to Virgil Ortiz. You can kind of say experience to Terrence Crawford, okay? We saw probably for the first time, right? We didn't say that Virgil Ortiz Jr. was exposed against Maurice Hooker, Rick. What we did say is that we finally saw some opportunities where Ortiz Jr. could improve, right?
1: Yeah. No, yeah, I think it was a good test for him. Um, You know, it wasn't as easy as, as he probably thought it was going to be. And, um, you know, he had to show um, some real toughness and, and figure some things out in there.
0: Yeah, that's exactly right, Rick. That's exactly right. I mean, Maurice Hooker, world-class fighter, right? Yeah. One of the best at 140, moves up to 147, won several rounds, outboxed um, uh, Ort- Ortiz Jr., mm-hmm. right? And so that's when you started to say, well, geez, well, maybe this kid isn't what we think. No, he still knocked him out in round seven, Yeah. right? And by the way, in a punch that we still haven't seen land in instant replay. Yeah. Right. Still yeah. don't know which punch it was. We know it landed somewhere. Uh-huh. Right. Shoulder somewhere. Neck. But it he, landed.
1: Yeah. He was just looking for a way out.
0: Yeah. But but you're exa- yeah, and he's tough. And Maurice is a tough fighter. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, we didn't. I'm not going to say we saw some chinks in the armor. Uh-huh. But what we did see is, hey, here's a young fighter, right, that has some things that he could still work on in the gym.
1: Yeah.
0: Right. Here's the question, right? Is it enough? to get by what surely is a better boxer than Terrence Crawford. Terrence Crawford gets hit, by the way, Rick. Mm-hmm. Okay? He got hit by um, Victor Pistol, right? He got hit by Jeff Horn, so he gets hit. Yeah. Right? It's not that he doesn't get hit. Like, he gets hit, right? He even gets buzzed a couple times, but he seemingly, that almost, like, lights him up. Yeah. Right? And then he comes in and he finishes the show.
1: Yeah, no, I, I, I think this is this would be a great fight. Um I think Virgil Ortiz definitely has a good shot. Um I think he can use a size advantage um in this fight. Yeah. It'll um you know, Crawford he's he's been coming up in weight you know, to to land at uh welterweight. Yeah. Where uh you know, Virgil Ortiz is probably a little bit more natural, uh, welterweight.
0: Yep. Yep, yep, yeah, no, he's definitely bigger. Yeah. So, all right, Rick, so here's the deal, right? So we know how the fight, we, we think we know how the mm-hmm. fight plays out, right? Um, I don't think Terrence Crawford is going to sit in there and trade with this guy. Yeah. Right? Well, you know, you can't sit there and trade with the young bull, right? Because yeah. we believe that Ortiz, at the end of the day, is going to be stronger, younger, faster, right? Mm-hmm. But Crawford can outbox him just the way that Maurice Hooker did yeah. for a couple of rounds. Here's the different stuff is... Can Terrence Crawford sustain that strategy that worked for Maurice Hooker, that Maurice Hooker was unable, only able to do it for two rounds. Can yeah. Terrence Crawford sustain that for at least seven rounds?
1: Yeah, I, I don't believe he can. I, I I think um Virgil Ortiz hits too hard. I think uh, eventually, you know, he'll be able to to catch him and um also, you know, he'll he'll stock up rounds uh yeah. just being the uh the aggressor.
0: See, here's what I think. I think it's possible, but here's what I think could happen in that fight, Rick. I think that Terrence Crawford, Bud Crawford, could early on start to put enough rounds in the bank, Uh right? You know, similar to what happened with Devin Haney and Jorge Linares, right? Where Crawford, you know, by the time we get to the sixth round, it's 5-1-4-2, right? So now does Virgil Ortiz have to start getting a little desperate and then does Terrence Crawford take advantage of it? That's one scenario. Yeah. The other scenario is this, right, is Terrence Crawford is not able to outbox and outclass him for the first six rounds, and it's even 3-3, three, three, 2 mm-hmm. kind of gray area rounds where Terrence Crawford now has no choice but to engage in round seven, eight, nine, ten. 10. And by the way, Rick— that's how I see the fight playing out. Yeah. I don't see Crawford able to dominate this kid for six rounds. I think Virgil Ortiz makes it a close fight. I think Terrence Crawford has to engage in rounds seven, eight, and nine. And then somewhere in the championship rounds before then, I think Ortiz hurts Crawford. Yeah. You and know, wins it, and wins the fight, Rick.
1: No, yeah, I like that. I think uh, you know, definitely, you know, I could see it playing out that way, you know, just being the bigger, stronger guy. Um, Ortiz has been able to take out, uh, everyone that, uh, he's fought. And, uh, I think early in our, in our podcast, we took the, uh, you know, which, which of the young, young stars you yes. know, is going to have the best career. Yeah. And I thought, you know, it would be Virgil Ortiz. Yeah. That was your and, guy. And I, and I think, um, you know, this would be the fight that propelled them there.
0: Yeah. And, and I got to tell you, right, because as much as we saw what, again, I, I'll use different terms, maybe some minor blemishes. Mm-hmm. We also saw, right, a lot of um, a real positive attributes, which was he kind of struggled in the middle rounds, right? He lost a few rounds against Murray Sucker, but then he still knocked him out, right? He still had the resilience Mm -hmm. and the perseverance to stay in there and knock out a world-class fighter. And I think he got more out of that. And I think that his trainers, his dad, Robert Garcia, he's still trained by Robert Garcia, right? That whole dynamic is a little odd to me. Um, and I think that he's able to pull it off. Rick, there you go. We got the first major upset of yeah. our bracket, Rick.
1: No, I think it's a good upset. Um, the number
0: two is upset.
1: Yeah. I think, uh, you know, just Terrence Crawford, you know, I, I, I think, you know, it's a different animal when you're fighting, you know, Virgil Ortiz as opposed to a Kelbrook Brook or Amir Khan.
0: Absolutely. And that's a great point, Rick. That's a great point you make because how many fighters of Ortiz's firepower? Mm hmm. Has he actually been in the ring with?
1: Yeah, none. Yeah, over yeah, the last five years. Yeah, you know Jeff Horn isn't isn't a big puncher. You know none of, none of these guys really are.
0: Khan's undersized. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, you know Kevi Don't think so. No. Benavides Jr. Right. Yeah. Don't think so. Yeah, like you said, Undango, Felix Diaz, John. You know John Molina Jr. Jumali Junior, I love him. He's just a, you know, a straight-out fighter. He said like, you should make a movie, at, you know, uh, about him. Yeah. Yuryoki's Gamboa, right? Yeah. Don't think so. Raimundo Beltran. <laughs> so, I think this would be the first real test, and that's why, yeah. by the way, we don't have him not even close on our pound-for-pound pound list. And yeah. even ESPN changed that. Yeah, they they, right?
1: they finally put Canelo ahead of him.
0: Yeah, amazing. Yeah. Amazing, right? Yeah. So there you go, folks. There's our welterweight bracket, right? Um, coming up next week, Rick, Manny Pacquiao against Mikey Garcia.
1: Yeah, you know, excited to talk about this one.
0: Wow. Yeah.
1: I'm going to tell you right now,
0: right? I'm not sure.
1: Yeah, no, I, you know, I, I definitely have to look at it. Uh, you know, definitely the fight we've been wanting and, yeah. and probably the only— The only place it's going to happen is here next week on the podcast.
0: Unfortunately, this is the only place where they're (laughs) actually going to fight. All right, folks, we'll be right back. Stat of the week, and then we wrap this thing up. We'll be right back, Pacific Goes Boxing. All right, Pacific Goes Boxing, Alfonso Ruiz and Rick Prado. Rick, we're at the... One of the best segments of the show. We were even hit up at the Dignity Health Sports Center um, on some of our stats of the week. So this is a must every week. What do we got this week, Rick?
1: Yeah, um, this week uh, I was going to tie it in with uh, Nonito Doner. Yes. And as his performance of the week. Um, it's uh, most world title fights um, by a Filipino fighter. Um, of course, you know, uh, leading that is uh, Manny Pacquiao with the 19 yeah. 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 Um, second is uh, Don Inietes with yes. Uh, eighteen. Yes. And then third on the list, Nonito Donaire with sixteen.
0: Wow. Pretty impressive. You said, just, just to make sure, uh to level set for everybody yeah. listening, the most fights, most championship fights.
1: Yeah, most world title fights. Not
0: yeah. won, not lost, just, yeah, in, just in, 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 in championship in, fights, period.
1: Or the most uh, world title fight wins.
0: Oh, so most fight wins. Okay, yeah. that's pretty. So he's been in more, obviously. Manny Pacquiao's been in more then. Yeah. Or if he's, 19, yeah, if he's 119, he's probably lost, what, two or three. Yeah. Right? Well, yeah. Pretty interesting. And, uh, yeah, of Nietes, uh, Nietes, a very underrated Filipino fighter, mm-hmm. right? I mean, not underrated for the Filipino fans. I'm going to tell you that right now, yeah. right? I wouldn't be surprised if he was in attendance, right? The thing is about these guys, he's 43-1, 39 years old, by the way, only one year older than um, than the Filipino Flash. Oh, wow. Yeah, Nonito Doner. But they fight at the, you know, he fights at the, you know, his heyday was really at the 108 division, mm-hmm. you know? 112 but really his heyday was at 108 and these younger you know guys it's like the guy uh, who's the striweight? Ricardo Lopez that never lost a fight yeah
1: he was like 50 and you know, Yeah, something ridiculous you know, the... but he
0: doesn't even make the list yeah. as far as being the greatest mexican fighters of all time because they didn't feel that there was enough competition mm-hmm. for him to have earned right that, that that title of of being a great fighter right even though he was great in where he fought and who he fought and who presented themselves, yeah. unfortunately. So that's pretty interesting. So how many did you say uh, Nonito Donaire had? 18? Uh, 16. 16. So yeah. 16 for uh, Donaire, 18 for Doni Nietes. Uh-huh. Um,
1: 19 for Manny Pacquiao.
0: Yeah. Wow. That's pretty good. Yeah. That's pretty good. And, you know those are the Filipino guys, right? And there's a lot of Filipino fighters, mm-hmm. much different than what we said earlier than um, the, the Brazilian fighters. The Brazilian fighters, yeah, we couldn't... Hard to find the Brazilian fighters, yeah. isn't it? Brazilian fighters, of course, more known in the UFC world, aren't they, Rick?
1: Yeah, no, they definitely, you know, I think they, they pretty much rule the uh, the UFC.
0: Everywhere you look, Rick, and even in the neighborhoods where we live at, you look at the, uh, the whole Brazilian jiu-jitsu. Mm-hmm. I mean, they're the ones that kind of Right. They, 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 they kind they started of started it. Yeah. Yeah. They pretty much, right? The whole ground game is theirs, isn't it?
1: Yeah. The, uh, it, was, it was the Gracie's. You know, yeah, Hoist, Hoist Gracie, yeah. right?
0: And then uh, what's his name? Vitor Belfort. Yeah. Was huge, right? Although he kind of tried to make the crossover into a striker, mm-hmm. right? But still, yeah. So there you go. If you want to talk Brazilians, it's UFC. Fighters, you know, not so much, Rick. Yeah. A little bit different. I'll tell you what's not so much, Rick. It's the end of this particular podcast. Can't wait for next week. We do have some fights coming up next week. Of course, we'll see how that whole Paul Mayweather—it's on a Sunday, Rick.
1: Yeah, and you know we'll we'll make sure that uh, you know we'll have all the news for that. For that, we have no choice, right?
0: And simply because Mayweather is a fighter, one of the greatest of all time, we don't Mm -hmm. disrespect him. I just think that all of this is a money grab. Yeah. Um, But you got Jared Hurd, you got Chad Johnson, you got other folks taking place in that event. All right, that'll do it for this week. See you, right. week, See you next week, Greg. See you next week.